Hey everyone, welcome to the Green Room Podcast on the Handshake Media Network. I'm your host, Neil Griffith, still in self-isolation. I hope you are as well. Uh, my guest on this week's episode is Adam Hills, host of Spicks and Specs, great Aussie comedian, host of The Last Leg in England as well. Um, much like the rest of the world, he is in self-isolation, but he was lucky because he managed to fly from England back home to Melbourne right before everything kind of kicked off in a, in a horrible way. Um, but he came on the podcast this week to talk about the new Sticks and Specs special, the third of four specials that have been keeping count since they started up again late last year. Um, the new one is all about the noughties. It's uh, on 19th of April at 7.30pm on ABC. So uh, yeah, let's get into it. This is Adam off the green room from his home in Melbourne. All right, joining me on the line from Melbourne, he's finally back home, Adam Hills. Adam, welcome to the green room, sir. <laughs> it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be in the self-isolating green room. <laughs> yeah, look, we, we just had like a quick rundown of, of the setup right now. Ziggy's in one home, I'm in one home, you're in the other. It's weird, but, you know, we'll do it. We'll, we'll do our best. Absolutely. And look, I'm, I got back from London uh, 11 days ago, so I am technically self-isolating. I haven't been out of the house in 11 days. Wow. How, how has the, uh, the the world been for you then the last eleven days? <laughs> well, it's been actually quite lovely. Um, I've been I've been teaching my daughters how to play tennis um, in on the back deck, which is fun. The only weird bit though, because I'm self isolating, so I've I am sleeping in my daughter's room, um, and she's sleeping with my wife. I'm using the kids' bathroom that has been kind of cordoned off as daddy's bathroom, so. <laughs> I kind of feel like I've done. I feel like I'm in the doghouse. I feel like I've done something wrong. <laughs> are you allowed to like? I mean, what are the rules? Are you allowed to like go say good morning to your children? Is that allowed? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, generally the rules are they're, they're kind of leaving it up to your own common sense, and they're saying, look, if if you get home from overseas, because my wife and kids were here already, so yeah. they're kind of saying, look, you know, spend time with your family, just be smart, wipe down surfaces, all that kind of stuff, but. One of the things that I did learn is that bathroom, shared bathrooms are a really good place for passing anything on. So, you know, I've got my own little bathroom. I've got I'm sleeping in my daughter's bedroom, and just we're cuddling on the couch. But I'm also being careful not to like prepare food or you know put clean dishes away or anything like that, just in case. I'm pretty sure I don't have anything, but you know, better safe than sorry. So you you said you've gone home 11 days ago. I saw the last episode of The Last Leg. Um, before you guys wrapped up, obviously because of coronavirus, um, has your family been in Australia that entire time? Yeah, so my wife and kids came back to Australia in September of last year. My daughters in particular wanted to go back to school here. They were getting quite homesick. And because we do the last leg, it usually only takes nine or ten weeks per series. I thought, well, that's fine. I'll just do that, and then I'll come home you know, for a couple of months, hang out with the kids, and then I'll go back and do the next series. And then all of this happened. So. I'm not even sure if I can get back to London for the next series at the moment. When are you guys scheduled to, to get back to it, or is it just suspended right now? Well, the the first episode back is is the 8th of May. Um, I originally had a Qantas flight back, but Qantas have cancelled all of their flights. So I changed it to Emirates, and now Emirates have cancelled all their flights. <laughs> I don't know if I can get back to the UK. And if I do, I'm not sure if we can even get into the studio. So it's entirely possible I'll be hosting the next series of The Last Leg from my house in Melbourne. 
is that possible to do? Because I know a lot of talk shows, especially in America, are kind of soldiering on. I think Colbert's doing this show in his bathroom. So it is possible. It's certainly possible. I mean, we, you know, <laughs> there's a weird thing going on at the moment where almost every artist that I know on Facebook and Instagram are posting their own videos and doing whatever they can to keep putting content out there. Whereas I'm just working full time with the producers back in London to, to work out whether or not I can do the next series. Like, <laughs> I think I can do it from my garage here in Melbourne, but I'm not entirely sure. Well, you have a good gauge on, on both countries, uh, England and Australia. Who's doing this all better? I genuinely think Australia is doing a little... Well, okay, I think both countries are being held back. This is my theory, that both countries are being held back by their kind of national psyche. And in England, you know, they have the old keep calm and carry on attitude about things. And I think the problem is, yes, keep calm, but don't carry on. Stay at home, you idiot. But there's this real English thing of, well, we're not going to, we didn't let Jerry stop us in World War II, and we're not going to let this stop us now. (laughs) No, you should let it stop you. Stop. Stop going out. The video of Boris Johnson talking about how he's still shaking um, coronavirus infected people's hands, I think that was a month ago, though, right? That wasn't a recent thing he said. No, that was, but still, a month ago. Still, yeah. Totally. A month ago, the Prime Minister said, there's nothing to worry about. I'm shaking the hands of people who've got it. And then four weeks later, the Prime Minister was diagnosed as having it. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, that when you put it in those terms, and I've not even put it in those terms before, that is ridiculous. <laughs> that is the, the first, the only world leader to say, yes, I'm still shaking their hand, is the same yeah. only world leader to actually get it. Um, so I think, whereas here... In Australia, it feels like it feels like the Australian attitude has held us back a little bit because we're a little bit of the oh she'll be right, don't worry about it, it's all good, mm. and it's not all good. I mean, it will be right, but stay again, stay at home, you idiots, don't go out. I do think that the government here have been ahead of the curve as far as placing restrictions on on social gatherings and all that kind of stuff well before the UK did, and hopefully that's going to have a huge uh, difference as far as you know, if not cases, certainly deaths. As a rugby league fan, I think the NRL were one of the last sporting codes to just call it. And they, like, even in the last two weeks, they were saying, oh, you know, this is great for us because we're the only sport that's running so everyone around the world can watch us. That seems like a dickhead theory to have, no? I mean, a similar thing actually happened with the rugby league in, in England in that the Premier League cancelled their um, matches well before the rugby league. And Alex on the last league, his theory was it's just, you know, rugby league just like to prove that they're a little bit tougher than everybody else and can last a week longer. But having said that, yeah, it is. I think the problem is if you've not, if you've not been reading about it, if you've not been following the coronavirus, which I kind of have because I had to for the last leg. So, you know, I've been looking at, I was watching all the footage coming out of Wuhan and out of Italy and all that kind of stuff. If you're not really following it, you don't really understand what the fuss is about. And it's only when you actually start looking into it that you go, oh, my God, this is serious. Right, I get it now. Um, And I think being in Australia, the lovely thing is we're isolated. We're away from everybody else. Sometimes we don't get all the news and it doesn't hit home. But on the other hand, I'm glad that the government have kind of taken this seriously. And clearly they've made a few cock-ups along the way, but generally I think they've done a pretty good job. Um, on a personal note for you as well, it's it's very interesting times because you had to cancel some comedy shows 
for a work in progress tour to come to Melbourne Comedy Festival, which is also cancelled. <laughs> I got all that right. <laughs> yeah, so I had spent the previous 10 weeks driving around the UK from 200-seat venue to 200-seat venue, um, playing towns that – and as I said to them, look, I needed to play to real audiences – um, in towns that were so out of the way that if the show was terrible, no one would find out about it. <laughs> so <laughs> I went to all these English towns that I'd never come across before, like Much Wenlock, Market Drayton, Saffron Walden, all these little places I had no idea about. <laughs> Driving, I drove through Storm Kira and Storm Dennis. I drove through Snow. <laughs> I went to all these little places and then... The Melbourne Comedy Festival was cancelled. Well, the weird thing was, the Melbourne Comedy Festival was cancelled first, but then I still had two shows to go. <laughs> so I was kind of like, well, I don't know why I'm doing these trial shows now. And so then I went to, um, oh, man, uh, Bakewell. I went to Bakewell. Yeah. Uh, had the best show of the run there and went, right, now I get it right. Two weeks <laughs> before the Melbourne Comedy Festival that's just been called off. And then the next night I was in Chesham, which was an hour north of London, and literally I was on in the car on the way up when Boris Johnson made his speech about shutting down all events. <laughs> so I got to the theatre, pulled, and as I pulled into the car park, my manager rang me and went, we've just cancelled the show. So I didn't even get out of the car, did a lap of the car park and drove home again. Do you now just, like, organise a comedy tour in the next six months in spite of this? Because, like, you've now perfected the show that no one gets to see. Well, yeah, so we've, we've rescheduled. The Melbourne shows we're going to reschedule till October. Um, but, again, I'm I'm in a really lucky position in that because I've got the last leg, which has now been thrown out of whack for the rest of the year anyway, mm. I had kind of planned to do a, a proper tour next year rather than this year. So, um, yeah, I'm assuming we can still do live shows next year. Then I'll be doing my, you know, I've got the show ready. I can keep tinkering with it until the end of the year and then I'll take it on to a next year. But again, I'm aware that when it comes to the entertainment industry, I'm in a very lucky position where I can do that and not mm. be reliant on the income. Yeah. One of the reasons you, you've come on the podcast today is obviously to talk about the new Spitz and Sex special coming on 19th of April at 7.30 p.m. How long ago was this particular special film? <laughs> I mean, it sounds ridiculous. Back in the day when you could have live gatherings. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I'm looking at a picture where there's there's seven of you all together and you're all smiling. So this you is remember that a month when ago. <laughs> <laughs> when you could have people on a panel together sitting <laughs> within arm's reach of each other and, and an audience. Ah, oh, the old live audiences. Thank you didn't even need Zoom. <laughs> Fucking crazy! It's mad. I was watching. What was I watching last night? I was watching. Um, well, of all things, I was watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off um, <laughs> with my daughter because my nine-year-old. We were looking through Netflix, and my nine-year-old said, "Daddy, what's Ferris Bueller's Day Off?" And I said, "Only the best movie ever." So Correct. we sat and watched that. But just even seeing crowds of people gathering for the parade in the middle of New York, I was like, "Oh yeah, right." This is, I mean, clearly Ferris Bueller's Day Off is dated anyway, but even if you're watching a movie from like a month ago, you're like, man, I remember when we yeah. used to do that. So, yeah, I, hopefully, you know, people will kind of get into it because it's almost like 
the right time for it to be back on TV. I think people need a little bit of joy and, and you know, watching. The, the great thing about Speakers was it always bonded people because it was about music. And even if you didn't like the same music that I like, you like your music in the same way that I like my, my music. And so I think people always came together for an episode of Speaks and Specs and maybe accidentally it'll it'll be the perfect time for it. The Speaks and Specs that you guys did a comeback show in 2018, I think at the time that was meant to be a one-off, right? But obviously it was, everyone loved it. The ratings were great. So this upcoming special is the third of four specials. Is that right? Yes, that's right. So we did these this this run of four. We did an Oz music special and then a 90s, a noughties and a 2010s special. Um, and I think this one that's coming up is the, the 2000s, which is kind of a weird one because we started in the 2000s. So it's almost it was like going back to the beginning of Spicks and Specs to the point where I think we even wear the, wore the same costumes that we wore for some of the early episodes. You did an interview, I think, right after that 2018 special came out and said it, was, it would be an interesting time for this show because when Spicks and Specs started, Twitter didn't even exist. How yeah. has the reaction to Spicks and Specs changed in that time? Um, I mean, I think it's I think it's all relatively positive. I don't think the reactions change that much. It's just a bit more instantaneous. I remember the first ever episode of Spicks and Specs uh, coming in. I don't even think I got the ratings for, until about three weeks later. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, we did our first episode. I, I didn't know what was good or bad ratings. I literally had no idea. Um, and then it was about episode three that our producer went, hey, we had really good ratings this week. And I was like, oh, when do we find them out? <laughs> he said, well, <laughs> usually the next day. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Whereas now, you know, it goes to air and you can watch the Twitter reaction instantly. I think... You know what? Weirdly for me, because because Spicks and Specs existed pre-Twitter, I like to keep it that way. So I don't really read Twitter when an episode yeah, goes to often. air now. Don't yeah, <laughs> which is which is weird because the last leg I will. Um, okay. And you know I've got a I've got a, a a documentary that's up on Ten Play as well called Take His Legs. Um, which is about um, a physical disability rugby league team that I helped to set up in the UK. Yeah. And I probably will check out what people say about that on Twitter, but there's something about sticks and specs where it's like, nah, it is what it is. It exists in and of itself, and I'd rather keep it that way. I know I was just saying to someone um, recently, the weird thing about sticks and specs is that not only did Twitter come afterwards, but Wikipedia and YouTube came during it. So I remember... Wow, Wikipedia's only that recent? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I remember... Maybe after this first series, we cause we would have a six-month break and go away and go around the world and do all our things. And then I remember coming back one series, and maybe it was series two or three, and going, guys, 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 research is going to be so much easier now. There's this thing called Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> and then Anyone can update it. Because <laughs> yeah. you're getting all of the best information at every time. <laughs> and then a year later going, hey – we don't need to go through the uh, the ABC video archives anymore. There's a thing called YouTube. <laughs> Break it down season by season. Don't need any of that shit anymore. Oh, my God. It was genuinely, if we wanted to, you know, if we had an artist on the show and we wanted to see some old clips of theirs, we would basically have to hope that they had been on Countdown at some point. Yeah, and right. then And then search the episode 
and then have it sent to us, which would maybe arrive a day later. Whereas suddenly with YouTube, you could just type their name into this thing and all their clips would come up. It was amazing. Do you expect, I mean, I know you've you've asked this a lot, do you expect or is there any uh, discussion around Spicks and Sex coming back past this fourth special? I mean, I'm not sure if you know, but like SBS haven't picked up Rockwiz. We've tried a couple of live music shows and, and quiz shows like that in the last couple of years that haven't really landed. But every time Spicks and Specs gets brought up, everyone wants it back. There was, I mean, there was, after after we did those four, in fact, after we did the first one, we went, oh, this was kind of fun. We could do a few more of these. Um, there was talk quite recently about filming maybe a, a short series of 10. I don't think we'd ever do 40 again. That was, mm-hmm. that was pretty much, I think that just would take up too much time. There was talk of doing a series of 10 at some point this year, but then I had to juggle that around the last leg and the Paralympics. And now the Paralympics have been cancelled as well or postponed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's definitely a possibility. It also, again, comes down to whether or not you can still have people on a panel and people in the audience. But um, if we ever go back to those days, <laughs> and I would imagine I mean, there's definitely there's definitely goodwill towards it, and I think Alan and Miff and I all want it to happen. It's mm. just a matter of, of logistically pulling it together. But, yeah, I, I think there could be some more. Is it really like a matter of you obviously having the last leg in England it would just physically be impossible to do consistent series? Yeah, pretty much. At the moment, that's exactly what it is. And the, the last league's going from strength to strength. We're kind of, you know, the ratings are, are really strong. And especially with everything that's going on at the moment, you know, being able to have a weekly news show that is considered, you know, informative, especially, you know, people, a, lot, a lot of young people turn to us to get their news. We're... we're kind of becoming a bit like what the daily show used to be in in the the US where yeah. a lot of people under 30 turn to us at the end of the week to find out what's gone on during the week so um yeah it, it, and it's the dream job you know you you're in I'm in London I'm I'm making a show that's on air in the UK and in Australia um so yeah it it's my priority but if and that's what's making Spicks and Specs hard to do at the moment but I'm sure we can find a way but having said I mean, that my entire year's diary might be out the window right now, so I just have to wait and see how, how that settles. I mean, tours and shows and festivals are starting to be rescheduled for October and beyond, so I, I guess the assumption is things will be back to normal by then? It's certainly yeah. the hope, but I think the thing is, with a tour, it's a lot easier to go, right, well, we've got the venue, um, let's pop it in the diary for October, and if things still aren't right there, we'll just put it off for another six months. Whereas with a TV show, you've got you've got to book the studio. You've got I mean our crew our crew is something like a hundred and fifteen odd people wow. that you have to then book ahead of time. So um, yeah, I think we're just I think everyone's just playing it by ear at the moment. Like no one, certainly in the, in the TV world, no one knows what's going to go on, how long it's going to go for. So everyone is completely up in the air, scrambling around to try and work out what to do. I mean, you got a taste of what that no audience social distancing thing looks like on the the last episode of The Last Leg. Is it that much different as far as presenting and hosting a show when no one is around you? Do you know what? One of my favourite shows when I was a kid was something called the Kenny Everett Video Show. And it was former DJ, comedian Kenny Everett, just doing characters, doing sketches in a studio. The only people laughing were the floor crew and the writers and the producers. 
And I loved it. And that's what it felt like when we did that episode of, of The Last Leg. The only people in the studio were the camera people. Um, the props department weren't even there. And we just had some of the writers sitting in the audience seats laughing along. And it actually felt really good. It, it, it meant that Alex and Josh and I had to focus on each other rather than focusing on the audience. And it actually made us more aware of what each other was saying and doing. So in a weird way, I think it made for a better chemistry between the three of us. So, But then I just got an email overnight from the producer saying that Channel 4 don't want us in a studio together until the crisis is over. So, you know, even if we pulled together the bare bones of people to make the show, there's still probably 30 or 40 essential people. And then if yeah. one of them gets sick, then the whole show goes into lockdown again. So... There's yeah. so much to consider when you're doing something like this. So yeah, it, even my flight, you know, my flight back to the UK at the moment is booked for the 3rd of May. Um, I don't know who it's going to be with because every airline has said no. <laughs> and I don't even know if I need it because I might end up hosting the show from here. So and every day it changes. Every day it's a completely different ball game. So I'm sure, you know, it's a really good exercise in trying not to stress too much about it and just take it as it comes. So I guess when you're legally allowed to leave the country, when can we expect you back here for, for comedy shows, maybe more fix and specs? When do you, I guess, when did you originally have come back to Australia scheduled in your diary? Um, originally, I was going to come back in August, I think, for a few weeks before the Paralympics and then a few weeks after it in October. Yeah. But I like genuinely don't know <laughs> in that, in the, you know, I'm now having emails with channel four going, right. Well, if, if the last thing's delayed, could we go into July? I've no idea what they want to do in August when the Paralympics were going to be. Um, yeah. At, at the moment, you know, the, the stand-up shows are scheduled for um, October in Melbourne. I can't imagine I'd do the rest of the country as far uh, as part of a tour until 2021. So, I, I mean, you know, it's just amazing to think how many people around the world are juggling events and diaries right now mm. and incomes and and whilst all of that, you know, knowing that I'm lucky that, that I've got the TV job at the moment. But, um, yeah, I wish I could give you a better answer, but it's, you know, it's genuinely all up in the air right now. Has even the Spicks and Specs been discussed or did you guys, like, just cut the conversation up at four specials then we'll reassess. I mean, obviously, there's no reassessment right now. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the the, the plan was, okay, can we do it after the Paralympics? Because um, I had five weeks up my sleeve that I thought, well, yeah, I could sneak back to Australia and we could do it there. But now the Paralympics are off, but then we don't know if we can have people in a studio. It, it's all, you know, now there's, there's even talk of Miff and Alan and I just doing something online for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How can we do the buzzers over... Fucking Zoom. <laughs> it might just be me asking Alan and Miff questions. I don't know. <laughs> I would watch that. Let's watch that in. <laughs> it really is like a complete upheaval. There's like someone's shaking the snow globe and we're still just watching the, all the bits go up yeah. before they even start to settle. So, yeah, no one, literally no one knows. Wow. Well, Adam, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. Um, hopefully, we'll have you back in the country soon in better circumstances, but I guess you get some good family time. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, the silver lining in amongst all of this is that, I mean, it's good times for TV. It's definitely good times for radio. 
And anyone who's got a podcast or YouTube channel, I mean, you you're na- you you are perfectly set up for this. Yeah. But this is, this is I mean? the only time people are going to listen. Now they have literally nothing else to do. <laughs> but you know, in a whole new world, you know, I, I think I said something recently about for the last few years, comedians have been mocking YouTubers, going, "Yeah, get a real job." And now YouTubers are going, "Oh, looks like we're the ones that are still in work." Never become an influencer. That's all I'm asking. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that hey, so thanks. I really enjoyed it. My pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Green Room Podcast and big thank you to Adam Hills for coming on the show from his home in Melbourne. Uh, again, the Sticks and Specs special is airing on ABC on Sunday, the 19th of April uh, at 7.30pm. Make sure you check it out. Uh, hopefully we see Adam again back in the country when he gets back to England to do his show, maybe, maybe not, to then come back here and maybe do more Sticks and Specs episodes. Uh, if you like what you hear, check out the Handshake Media Network on themusic.com.au. Uh, and check out some other shows, including The Tape with Willie Mason and That Sucks with Dan Crib and Troy Nevervan. I'll see you all from my bedroom next week. <laughs>